So, uh, yeah, so we, we are continuing in a series um, entitled The Goat, The Greatest of All Time, referring to Jesus as the greatest of all time. Jesus is the goat. The last two weeks, um, we have been talking about things that we feel like uh, or that I feel like make Jesus the goat um, in, in our lives. And since Jesus is the goat, and but he says that we are to follow after him, but not only follow after him, but we're here to do greater things than he does, is that each and every single one of us should be the goat in the area by which that we live our lives. If, if you're a mechanic, you should be a mechanic at being a be the goat mechanic. If you're a stay-at-home mom, you should be the goat at staying at home. If you're retired, you should be the best retired goat that there ever is on the planet. If if you know, so whatever area that you find yourself in. You should be the best at it, the greatest of all time. In week one and week two, we, we, we discussed this um, idea of mentality, of, you know, one of the reasons why many of us are not the GOAT in our own lives is because we have let other people define or dictate who we are and what we should be doing. And so we measure ourselves against other people instead of measuring ourselves according to what God has said and what God wants to say over our lives. And so as we continue in this theme of talking about Jesus, we're looking up and we're looking and picking up a story in Matthew chapter 4, verses 23 through 25. And this is right before the um, Jesus on the Mount, I think the Mount of Olives, and he's about to preach the Beatitudes. This is right before that, okay? Um, but we're leading into that um, in, in chapter 5. But this is verse 4. It says, and he went throughout all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease, every affliction among the people. See, I, I, I think that that is something, you know, these, these words right here, this one verse speaks so much volume to who we are as the church. But yet I feel like many of us have been distracted and we're distracted because we're caught up in a lot of things that we don't need to be caught up in and yet trying to find fulfillment. But yet, as we look at the life of Jesus, many of the things that we're caught up on or many of the things that we feel like should be in a church or that we feel like should be in our lives or that we feel like should be happening for us or the things that we think that we should be obtaining is that God doesn't spend a lot of time, like I don't remember reading any scriptures talking about Jesus had an amazing house sitting on the lake. Jesus had the best cars. Jesus wore the best shoes. Jesus wore this. Jesus wore that. Jesus did this. Jesus did that. And it all had to do with things that were fading. All I see throughout scripture is that when Jesus, how Jesus spent his time was, is building the kingdom of God. But yet, why do many of us, we do the very opposite. We spend maybe an hour, maybe two hours, and maybe if we're really, really saved, three hours a week building the kingdom of God. And everything else that we do is all about us. But yet, we don't read that in the Bible. But yet, we don't see that in the Bible. Yet, we don't even get a picture of any of that inside of the Bible. And I think one of the reasons why is because we have drawn, drawn a line in our lives, and we have said, this is God, and this is not of God. This is spiritual. This is non-spiritual. This is this and this is that. And we have begun to categorize our lives in such a way 
that it is actually not leading us to Jesus, but it's actually helping us walk away from Jesus. And the reason why we say enabling us to walking up away from Jesus is because at the end of the day, we say, oh, I love Jesus, but I don't like the church. But at the end of the day, if you say that, you're walking away from Jesus because Jesus' bride is the church. And I can tell you right now, you might like me. We might have a great relationship. But the moment you say you don't like something about my wife, you better believe I'm creeping away from you a little bit. And, and so many people, what they've done is they've associated I have a great relationship with God, but I don't like the, the church. What you're basically doing every single time that you do that or every single moment that you decide not to get out of bed and stay in the bed or every moment that you make a decision to say, oh, I'm going to watch this on thing. What you're doing is you're not stepping towards Jesus. You're stepping away from Jesus. Because you have categorized your life inside of a way. And maybe this audience and I'm this message is not just for you guys in this room. Because just so you know, we have about 30 or 40 other people who view our thing online every week. And maybe this is to one of them. You know, you know, maybe it's to one of them to thinking, well, I don't have to give to the church because, you know, because God really knows how my finances are. God really knows how I'm doing this. God really knows how I'm doing that. Yes, God really does know. But when you reach a moment of crisis in your life, it shouldn't be God that you call first. Maybe it needs to be PG&E, AT&T. Maybe it needs to be Xfinity. Maybe to call one of them and ask one of them to deliver you from your circumstance. And I know this is hard. For many of us, but we're talking about how do you become the greatest of all time? And becoming the greatest of all time, you can't do that sitting on the bench. You can't do that on the offseason, eating at Pizza Hut and, and saying, oh, I'm doing whatever I want to do. LeBron, what they, they interviewed him the other day, and where was he at when they interviewed him? He was in the middle of working out. His season just ended, but he sees this is not just about this season. It's about next season. I'm not in the playoffs right now, but it's what I do in the offseason that's going to determine my future. What I cuts I make now in my life are going to help me get through the things I need to get through. You know how the Warriors got through game six? Let me tell you how they got through. They got through because uh, 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 Green did not settle with being 30 pounds, needing to lose 30 pounds. What did he do? In a month or two months, lost 35 pounds. Why? Because there was going to be a game where everything was on the line. And when everything was on the line, he was there with enough energy, with enough spunk, with enough of the great attitude, not winded, not out of shape, but he was ready for what was to come. And if we are the daddy type of people that are the goats inside of our lives, we don't wait till tragedy comes. We don't wait till things happen inside of our lives and go, oh, now I need to seek God. Oh, now, now I need to figure out what's going on with me and God. Now I got to figure this out. No, no, it happens in the off season. What are you doing in the off season of your life? So we love to celebrate the greatness. But when, it call, when there's the call for us to be the greatness, we seem to shrink down from, from, from that. There's this moment of greatness for us to come out. No, I'm going to hide away from that. No, I don't want to be that. No, I don't want to do that. No, I don't like doing that. No, I don't want to do this. Oh, I don't want to do that. Oh, I don't want to, you know. No, stop and just, just, just be consumed by the greatness of God and watch how great you can be. Because as we read through this text, there was so much inside of it of what made God great. It said he went around doing what? Teaching in their synagogues. These are the people that didn't like him. These are the people that he knew in his mind that one day he would have to go to the cross for. But yet he stood inside of their synagogues and he still preached to them the word of God. Why? Because the word has life. But it only has life for those who decide to be great. 
Because I can tell you all right now, oh, your healing is there. Healing is there. Healing is there. Breakthrough is there. Greatness inside of you. You can do it. You are, you, you are the head, not the tail. You are more than a conqueror. And you know what? You can sit there and look at me and do and go, really? If you only knew. Really? I, I'm not sure about that. Well, are you really? Well, I, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not in a place where, where I can believe that or I even see that inside of my life. Well, maybe you're not in the place where you see that and where you want to see that in your life because you're not open and willing for God to come in the middle of your circumstance and actually do it. You want to see healing in your life? I know I do. You know, I was in the shower this morning, and I was like, you know, I'm, I believe in the power of prayer. I'm going to believe for my belly to be gone. You know what the Holy Spirit said to me? I'm gonna, you need to believe for your legs to keep moving so you can start running. See, you, we, we pray in prayers, but yet we don't want the answer. We, well, I, I want the prayer. I want the result. But I don't want the, what it takes to get the result. You know, Kobe. They, 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 they said Kobe was in the, in the league for how long? For how long with Kobe? Nobody knows. 15, 20 years? He old. He old, okay? He old. He old. 15 plus years, okay? They said he did not eat a, chi- a burger. Come on, y'all. I mean, I, I, I mean if you got to do, do playoffs. Keto, something, no, win and blow. You, 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 you can go to in and out and you get protein-style burger. But Kobe didn't even do that. Why? Because it was all about the championships. It was all about being the GOAT. What are the things that you need to stop doing that you keep justifying that it's okay for you to do because we're underneath this moment of grace, because we're doing in this moment, well, it's okay for me to do this. It's okay for me to do that. And yes, it is. But if you're going to greatness, maybe you need to cut that out your life for a season. If you're going towards greatness, maybe to get you to the place where you're not dependent upon that thing, not dependent upon that person, not dependent upon that game on your phone, is that you delete it for a couple months. And look, Jojo, you, your eyes just got so big, dude. Come on, bro. <laughs> he was like, oh, my God, what would you just say? I said maybe deleting something off your phone for a season, maybe it's Facebook. Maybe it's Instagram. A few weeks ago, I told you guys I spent eight hours a day on Instagram. I looked the other day, and guess what it was? An hour. Where you at? Where you at? What can you cut out of your life? What is it things that you can do to show discipline, to show an, an, uh, an endurance, to show confidence, to build up yourself, to help you go to that next level? What is it that you can do? What is it that you can do? A couple weeks ago, we were talking about two weeks ago. We just started this one week, and and, and my my right here hurts. It hurts. The other day, I I was laying, I was was laying, I was playing basketball with Trey, and and I said, Trey, I just need to go lay, lay down for a moment. I'm like, okay, since I'm already down here on the ground, on the curb, let me just do my sit-ups that I'm supposed to be doing for the day. I started doing the sit-ups. And Trey could tell you, Trey, Trey was like, dude, are you acting? I said, no, Trey, it hurts. <laughs> he goes, you're like, he goes, you're, you're like a reality, you're like a reality TV show. And I said, Trey, it hurts, Trey. I said, Trey, you think I'm lying? Like at one point I, I was doing stuff and I, and I felt the pain kind of go right. You know how you feel like the pain? It doesn't feel like it's coming from the outside. I feel like it's coming from the inside and like it's digging through, through like your thing. And so I had to go, uh, uh, and I had to roll over and do like a, uh, what, what do you call it? The, uh, the uh, yoga move where you go like this. 
a downward dog. I had to do that just to stretch my belly. I was like, oh, oh, oh. So the, so the, so the reason why I was doing that, because we had um, the youth is on a 100-day push-ups, 100 push-ups or sit-ups in one day for 100 days, okay? And, and what it is, is is that each day we do it, we, 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 we basically pay ourselves a dollar. Right, it's 50 a day, but the whole thing was 100 days, 100 things. Because originally it was supposed to be 100 push-ups and 100 sit-ups, but someone, do we need to call you out? Somebody behind the camera, you know, was crying and, and whining, and then finally we're like, okay, how about we just do 100 generic, okay? But I'm so glad, Joe, that we did not do 100 100, because I'm struggling with 50 50. <laughs> if we did 100 100, I probably just paid a dollar every day, I'm not doing it. But, but, like, but like yesterday, I know we're only up to $5, 6 $6, something like, like, like that. But if you don't do it for the day, whatever you have in your pot, you have to donate that to, to the youth program. You understand what I'm saying? So if you don't do, you, you do 10 in a row, you, you miss day 11, you owe $11 to the youth, 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 youth pot, right? And so at the end of the day, it's helping them learn how to save money, but also realize at the end of the 100 days, you'll have $100. What are you going to spend it on? Whatever you want to spend it on. So there we go. So here we go. Why did I say that? This is why I did discipline, but this is why I said that. Because originally, we did this thing based upon one person's comment. One person's comment was, I can do more push-ups and better push-ups than all you guys. Give you one guess who that was. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't Mikey. It wasn't Mikey. It was the other one. So uh, the one who probably could not do more push-ups than everybody. So what I said was, okay, well, let's, let's put a challenge on it. Let's come on right now. Let, let's, 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 let, let's do, because I'm thinking to myself, maybe I can do more. I can do 20 at least. I'm not sure. And then, so then the guys think, well, I can do more. You know, so then it just got pushed up, pushed up, pushed up. And like I said, it was supposed to be 100, 100, 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups. And then people started bailing out. And I was like, okay, well, come on. Let's just do whatever. But, but as we're there, as we're doing it, you know, I, I talked to, uh, you know, and then we fast forward to Wednesday. I don't know what exactly where I'm going, but I'm going to comment. I'm going to end on this in this comment. Is that. Um, Trey looked at me and Trey said, hey, hey, Trey, he goes, Pastor, it's like this. It's hard when you start, but as the days keep going and you keep pushing yourself through, at the end of it, what was hard at the beginning becomes easy, it becomes normal. And I looked at him and I said, oh, man, that's good right there. And that's what we have to understand about the challenges that we face. Is that the first time, it might be hard. To be truthful to you, the first 20 times might be hard. But as you keep doing it, as you keep applying it to your life, it becomes easier and easier and easier and easier. And all of a sudden, it becomes a part of who you are. And so as we read through this text to today, and it says, and he went through all Galilee doing what? Teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing their disease and every affliction among the people. So his fame, what spread? His, his Instagram followers increased. His YouTube likes increased. His view times on YouTube increased throughout all of Syria and they brought him all their sick 
those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, those having seizures and paralytics, and he healed them. He, they brought to Jesus their worst. And let me ask you a question today. How do you deal with the worst things or the bad things that people bring to you? Do you add to the pain? Or do you bring healing? Do you add to the gossip? Or do you squash it? Do you add to the problem? By, by you know, you, you have a friend who's in debt and they're complaining about their debt, but yet you take them shopping. You, you, you know, are, are, are you adding to the problem? Or are you bringing healing to the problem? And the thing is, is that we have to see ourselves as people who are problem solvers. Even if you don't have it figured out for your life, you can still solve someone else's problems. You know how you can do it? I ain't got it all together, and you don't want your life to end up like me, so you need to make a different choice. See, but many times what we want to do is we want to feed the flame. We want to feed the argument. We want to feed the gospel. We want to feed the argument. We want to feed the discussion. Well, I want to add my two cents to it. My two cents is, yep, he is never a good man. She always had some issue with her. Did you know that she went to third? No, hush your mouth and be a healer. Heal the situation. Jesus is calling us to be healers of people's situations, healing them bringing life, bringing purpose, you know, taking people from where they were at and taking them to a brand new place of healing, of growth, of maturity. And so the first thing that we see from Jesus is that Jesus stayed on mission. It says he did these things everywhere he went. How on mission are you? Remember last week we, we talked about mission statement? I talked about desires. I talked about the things that are beating inside of us and how Jesus called and he called the disciples and he took them and said you're going from here to here you're going from fishermen of uh you're going from a fisherman to a fisher of people not longer fishing for fish but you're fishing for people now he took them from here to there he said this is my mission this is what i'm calling you to do this is my blanket statement over my life and what i want to be on your life he said here i am here i am here i am and it called to all of us we sit here on mother's day mother can you call your kids from this place to that place? Can you call them from their attitude to having a good attitude? Can you call them from just talking back to being obedient? Can you call them from this to that? Can you call them from you're getting a bad grade inside of that, that, that course or that class, all of a sudden you're getting a good grade? But not only can you call them, but can you stay on the path of the mission to raising mighty young men and women of God? Or are you floating? So that when the wind blows, you're inconsistent. When the wind blows, you're all of a sudden, I'm going to spend more time over there. What, 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 what you're doing is you're not staying on mission. Stay on mission. Stay on mission. Stay on mission. What if Jesus would have said, hey, you know what, we're taking a day off. Hey, uh, crowd, I know you guys are hurting, but why don't y'all take y'all hurt behind? Watch this, y'all. Walk back and come back later on. I, I, I know you got some sickness inside of you, but today ain't the day. This, this ain't the moment. 
Let me tell you right now, 80 to 90% of the miracles that Jesus did were all interruptions to his day. They weren't on his schedule. But yet we want people to schedule their pain with us. You know, I've had moments where, you know, what you guys don't realize is that, you know, yeah, we, we you know, who, who's here is who's here. I, that, I'm, I'm, I'm almost over that, like that much more almost been over that, um, to, be, to, be, to be truthful to you. But our voice speaks into, my voice speaks into people who have churches of thousands of people. I have folks who call me in the middle of the week asking for advice. I have folks who are sitting Why? Because when they're hurting, they know who they can turn to. Because when they're hurting, they know that, hey, this, 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 this is my time. He's not going to tell me call back later unless there really is a reason for me to call back later. He, he, you know, I mean, there's, there's been more. My, my grandfather would tell you there's been moments where I'm getting him dressed. I'll get a phone call, and he's all, you know, he's uh, two hours later, he's coming back. Hey, dude, who was on the phone? I'm like, oh, it's this person, this person. He'll tell you. He'll, he'll, tell, he'll tell you. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's the thing about when there was a call on your life, when there's a mission on your life, when there was a thing on your life to pour and to pour and to pour and to pour, you know what I'm saying? Stuff that I should be getting, to, getting, to getting a check for, advice. I don't get that check. But what I do get is I get the satisfaction of knowing that I've just helped somebody else get over a hump. I've just helped someone else receive breakthrough. I just helped somebody else who was healed, who needed healing, who was sick. All of a sudden, they reach a place where they're healed where they can go breakthrough, where they can live their life with victory, with confidence, with assurance, and bless the other people who they, God has entrusted them with to live their lives. See, 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 the thing is, is, is that what you also don't, don't see is those people that listen to, to this message every single week consistently who are at their house, who will not come out of their house, who will never write us a check, who will never do anything to add value to what we're doing here. But you have a chance to do that, so you can go and do that every single day. Go to the website, give. You can come on Sunday mornings. We're welcoming. But yet, what they need is right here. And so when we give it to them on YouTube, we give it to them on the website, they can receive healing. But that's on me. What are you doing? How are you bringing healing into your environment? Well, I, 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 well, you know, it's just my desk. It's just my cubicle. It's just my what's the name. Step outside of your desk just for five minutes and interact with somebody. Step outside of your environment and realize that there are people all around you. They might not look like these people who Jesus had bringing to him. They might not have the cane. They might not have the wheelchair. They might not need people to carry him. They might not be sitting by a pool waiting for the healing. But there are people out there who desperately need what you have. That's why a gang of us in the U.S., not us and me, but a whole bunch of people are, are, are using illegal drugs and legal drugs to suppress how they really feel. How they really feel. The other night, Friday, we had a guy come, come in. Guy come in and sit on the thing in the middle of the mid, women's thing at the end of the last hour or so. Sit down, and we, and, and we gave him a plate. He sat down there, and, and, and I talked to him a little bit, you, you know, and, and you can just tell that, like, like, life had not been kind to him. And there was a part of me thinking, you know what? You are in an interruption to my night. You are, in a, you are invading my space. And before you start judging me, most of y'all inside this room, y'all would have kicked him out before he even got the plate. You don't belong here. 
That was the things that I was fighting inside of my mind. But you know what the Holy Spirit spoke to me? Isn't it so cool that you can have your doors open, that right now he sleeps. You can let him sleep in a safe, secure place for about an hour. You know, even Sai came up to me. Everyone else kept quiet. Everyone else didn't say anything but Sai, because, you know, he's a, he's a man of God. He will tell me whatever's on his mind. Comes up to me, and he goes, why is he here? I said, because sometimes people just need a safe place to rest. And you could tell he was perplexed by it. And then look The, the thing is, is that when you are on mission, your mission will come to you instead of you trying to chase your mission. Instead of you trying to chase something that someone spoke over your life, when you just line up your steps with the steps of God, you just start fulfilling your mission. And so right now you're like, well, I'm off balance. I don't know where, what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know. You know what? Calm down and lean into the things of God. You know, just begin to take a step of faith. Let me tell you right now. God, the devil will never tell someone to start a church. Now, he might tell someone to split a church, but he will never tell someone to start a church. Why? I mean, uh, it's, 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 it just doesn't line up. God will never tell somebody that God will never tell you to take out that $20 out of your pocket and give it to someone else. The devil will never tell you that. You know why? Because the devil wants you to be stingy. The devil wants you to be selfish. The devil wants to focus to stay on you instead of staying on other people and understanding what your mission and your desire, what, what, what your mission and your heart should be. He will never tell you to do that. So if you're wrestling with that, oh, my goodness. God is telling me, I feel like God just things are going to come tell me that wants me to do this. See, the thing about when you start doing that, you are not robbing anyone else except for yourself. When you don't give that gift that you're supposed to be giving, you're robbing yourself. Robbing yourself of the potential of what that seed will do. Get in the seed time, get in the harvest. We love harvest time. We don't love the work of harvest time, but what we want is we want the harvest when it's sitting on the table. But what you have to realize is somebody had to go pick those apples. Someone had to go pick those apples. Someone had to sit there in the hot sun. And what we love to do is we like to say, because we live in America, going to be honest with you, going to be very truthful with you, I'm going to say something that's going to make you mad, at least it should make you mad, is that we have people to do that. And because we have people to do that, I don't need to do that. We have people to share people about Jesus, so I don't need to share people. I give my offering to the Lord. We'll let Instagram do that. I'll let Facebook do that. Um, but you know what? I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to be stuck up in booze. Because I don't want to get my hands dirty. Because it's dirty dealing with people who might come in from who they're going to go get alcohol, and then they kind of see us, and then they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I hear the music. Oh, oh, my, oh my God, I don't want to talk with them. Don't they know? I might not live in Benicia, but I want to live in Benicia. 
But yet that's what we turn Christianity into. Talking to a pastor friend of mine, he goes, we've become this church that we want to perform for people. We want, hey, come and see us. Hey, come and be with us. Hey, come and do this with us. We want to perform for people. But yet we don't want to be the people that actually go and get, go and grab, go and make come into the house of God. But yet we, what we do is we see Jesus who's actually here, and this is what he's doing. And there's so many things that can go into the reason why. But I sat down with a pastor friend of mine, and, 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 and because he likes to talk to me because I know the history of the Bay Area, so he likes to kind of say, why is this the reason why this? And I go, well, let me tell you the reason why this is this. This goes back to this person and the thing that this person did. Everyone's responding to what this person did. Then all of a sudden we have the great white flight. Everyone wants to leave San Francisco and leave Oakland and leave whatever. And so what does that leave? That leaves a community that is broken. That leaves a community that needs healing. Then all of a sudden the people that want to go back are the same kids, parents who, who left. Now, now their, kid, their parents or all their kids want them to go back. And then it drives up the price of everything. But yet the people who are there who are hurting are still not being met. They're still not being dealt with. They're just being ignored. They're being marginalized. And so as we talk about this and we talk about who Jesus really is, if we don't understand who Jesus really is, how do we expect the world that we live in to understand who Jesus really is? Why do I sit there and I let certain people, some of you guys already know who I'm talking about, but some, certain people come up to me who don't go to the church, who hang out in front of our church, but they like to, you know, come and give me a hug. And why I let them give me a hug? And it's like, they stink. Don't feel good. But why do I let them do that? Because I'm like, God, Lord, put me here, God. That you put me here, you must have enough grace in your my life for me to stand here, for me to be here, for, for me to park my car there and nothing to happen to it, for this to happen and for that to happen. I have the grace, I have the mercy to exist right here, and God, you have enabled this. So the thing is, is we've got to count the cost, not the blessings when we're looking at our lives. What is the cost for living in the Bay Area? There are easier places to live. I'm telling you right now, there's easier places to, to live. There's easier places to walk around. There's easier, you know, and that's the thing even for, for Jesus. Jesus still went to the synagogues even though he knew that they didn't like him. He still showed up. You know, there are easier places to live. There are easier places to do his thing. But let me tell you right now, baby, there might be easier places to live, but your problems are still going to be there. You want to know why? Because you're going. So if you don't deal with your problems, all they're going to do is erupt. And let me tell you right now, we moved 3,000 miles away two times. The first time, it was hard. Didn't have no jobs. I was middle management. What I didn't realize is middle management is more like a California thing. Everywhere else, you see you're at the bottom or you're at the top, especially in Virginia. There ain't no middle management. You know, so they, they ain't no little, like, you, you ain't getting no perks. Either you at the top, you at the bottom. You know, I don't know how it is in, in Atlanta, but, but here, but there, there, there is no middle. Here, we got top, middle, someone in the middle, someone high, low, high, low, 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 low. We got all these different, 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 different things. There, it's like you at the top or you at the bottom. And because it was me, just right after 9-11, I don't know, maybe the complexion of my skin, Maybe because when I do a beard, I kind of look like, you know, you know, so I, I, I don't know. But a brother was having a hard time finding a job. 
You know, and I couldn't, like, call, like, hey, you know, hey, cousin, hook up. You know, blah, blah, blah. Nothing. Because we didn't know anybody there. You know what I'm saying? We're just showing up. We're just kind of just there, you know. Hurricane hits, and we're like, oh, my goodness, what the heck is a hurricane? Can we get an earthquake going on here? You know, can we do something? You know, you know I, I showed up to a friend's house, a guy who we ended up meeting, and, 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 he, and he, goes, he, goes, he goes, hey, do you have a jacket? I said, yeah, I got a jacket. You know, it's like a little, like, windbreaker, you know, type of look. I'm looking clean. I'm looking cute. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in San Francisco. We got that wind. I can handle all this. First winter, he went to his closet and said, no, nah, bro, here, here you go, right here. Thick, like, you know, plush coat. He's all here, dude. You're, you're going to need it. Why? Because nothing. Nothing. I didn't have anything. And many of us think that if, if I could just change my whole environment, everything's going to be fine. No, it's not. Your kid's still going to be bad. No, you're not. You know, because the, and you know what the problem is, is that for most of us, it's, but don't blame God for something you decided to do without him. The cost is to improve without compromise who you are. That's the challenge right there. How do I improve who I am without compromising who I am? Without compromising my upbringing? How do I compromise without compromising everything else in my life? How do I improve my life without compromise? You know, you know and, 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 and many of y'all, y'all, y'all think, see, because you guys look at my age, you're like, oh, well, he's 40 years old. Well, I'm around 40 years old. So I'm listening. You know, you know, you know what? Honestly, honestly, many of y'all would not even have been in Jesus' ministry because y'all would have looked at him and said he's too young. And that's why some people aren't sitting here inside this space right now because they don't feel like they can be pastored by someone younger than they are. But let's look at that. Jesus was 35 when he did ministry, and yet you can't be pastored by someone who's 40. So what does that tell you? There's a problem with you. Because the thing is, is that I've been the one who showed up to, wet, to, to funerals and had to do the funerals, had to minister to people in my 20s. I was a person who was marrying people who were two times older than me, and I've experienced that. I've experienced walking into a home where the woman, girl had just blown out her brains. And I'm the first responder to the situation. I've been in moments where I've had two young men that were in their 20s who were younger than me who went to sleep, and the next morning, the parents call me, and I'm the first person there. You, you know, this isn't a thing of God has prepared. And see, the thing about it is that if you don't trust me, and this is, the, this is all about this, all the same message, I'm bringing it all back to the, to the thing, to the point. But here goes the message. Here goes the thing I want you really to understand. If you don't trust me, you do not trust God. And you might be saying, well, that's very, what's that putting yourself in a way? But no, no, it's not. It's what it's saying is, is that you trust God and you trust in who God has placed as a, as a voice of authority inside of your life. And many of the people who are not sitting in these chairs, you know why they're not here? Because they, at the end of the day, they will say, I love Jesus. Jesus is awesome. Jesus is amazing. But they don't trust God. How do I know? Because before they left, they weren't tithing. Because before they left, it was hard to try to get them to even show up to church on time. Before they left, they would sit all the way in the back and would have opinions, but yet weren't ready to work. See, see, don't, don't, don't. See, see, th th this ain't come up yesterday. Oh, I just woke up one day and we're going to do this. 
this is my life. This is what I'm giving myself to. And you might be saying, well, that's the calling on your life, pastor. No, it's not. Because where did Je- when Jesus walked around, where, did the- where were the disciples? Right there. God has called every single one of you guys from where you were at to where you're going. Some of y'all, the Regans, he called them from, a, 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 from being off the road to being in the house playing. You know, Diane, they, Diane got called from, what did you do on Sunday morning? Walking the dog to coming to church on Sunday morning. It's okay, Dan. You ain't there no more. It's okay. It's okay, all right? It's okay. You ain't there no more. Don't relax. You ain't, you ain't there no more. You ought to praise God. You ain't got to walk the dog just in the morning and be like, I'm going back to my house. Going back to my house. Now you get to come. I get to see Teddy. You get to come give him a hug. You get to come hang out. You get to do, 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 do this. And the thing is, is that as we look at our lives, it's not just about where we're at, but it's about where am I going? What steps do I need to take? It says moving will never solve your problem. I've already said that. More of anything isn't the solution. The solution is less. What are the signs? What are the signs? You saw Jesus, and I just said all these things that, that, that were said. Had someone tell me, well, your church would grow if you had more signs and wonders inside of your church. If, if you prayed for people and they got laid out, you know, just says that wherever where Jesus went, People were, you know, experiencing this, experiencing that, and experiencing this. And I go, yeah, they were. They, and yeah, they were. So now that was awesome, wasn't it? That was awesome that Jesus was doing all that. I said, but that wasn't all that Jesus was doing. Jesus had an accountant. He, told, he stole the money. But Jesus had an accountant. Jesus had a team of young people that he trusted that he raised up. And he let them move forward, take steps of faith. there's a lot going on here. Jesus had a structure that every Sunday morning he didn't have to go to church. He just went to the church, went to the temple, did his thing, and he let them all do, do, do all the other stuff. But his thing was saying, hey, I'm the light. Hey, I'm the Messiah. Hey, times are about to change. Hey, times are have changed because I'm here. I'm here to bring hope. I'm here to bring healing. I'm here to make the paralyzed walk. I'm here to make the sick, you know, healthy. I'm here to make the blind See, I'm here to do all that stuff. And as I'm here to do all that stuff, those are the signs. But the sign is just a sign. Just because you see a sign that says 100 miles to Las Vegas, what does that tell you? You are not to Las Vegas yet, baby. A sign shows you where you're at and where you're going. See, all these things that Jesus did, or representation of what the kingdom of God intervening inside of our world. What are the signs? What are the signs here at Cityscape? I can tell you one sign was last week was Trey getting up here and doing offering talk. And then he do a great job staying up here with boldness and with confidence. A sign right now, you might not be where you want to be, but you're getting somewhere. A sign is right now is, is, is that the wheels are sitting right there inside their chairs, sitting right next to each other. That's a sign. Don't, don't, don't belittle that. That's a sign. I'm telling you the truth. You're not where you want to be, but you're going there because a sign is directed. Keep moving, both of you. Keep moving forward. 
What you did yesterday is not good for today, and it's not good for tomorrow. A sign of what we're doing, a sign is you playing, and you keep playing louder, keep playing better. A sign is the guy behind you who's an absolutely amazing musician. He is. You know what I'm saying? Him being here, him doing stuff, him improving our sound, him improving how we sound, him and, him and his wife, you know, doing the thing that we're putting on, on YouTube last week with the worship. How awesome was that? You, you, know, you know, that's a sign. You know, a, a, a sign is, 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 is that, what's that boy's name? Malachi. Last week, he calls in the middle of the week my wife, and he goes, he goes Genesis, can I play? Him wanting to play. When he comes back from college, him wanting to be involved, that's a sign. You, you know, you know and, and you're looking at what, well, I'm, I, I, I want to see this happen. I want to see that happen. What is it that you want to see and why do you want to see that particular thing? Is it to feed into your own ego? Is it to feed so that then you'll finally believe God and you'll begin to tithe like you need to be tithing? Is it so that you will take a next step? And I don't know what it is that you're looking for, but whatever you're looking for, maybe you need to spend time before God's face praying for that thing. You want something from Genesis and I, that we will never give you. Never. But God will give it to you. God will give it to you. God will make sure that your kids are okay. God will make sure that, that your husband begins to shut his mouth and, 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 and talk better to you. Make sure that, 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 that he'll wash the dishes when, he's not, when, 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 you, when you ask him to do it. He'll take out the trash when he's supposed to take out the trash. He'll do all the things he needs to do, but if you keep talking about it, instead of praying about it, all you're doing is adding fuel to the fire. I'm way off today. I don't even know what the heck I'm preaching about today. I'm, I'm trying to get back on the reliability. When we look at the signs, it shows reliability. Why did people go to Jesus? Tell me, why? Before they knew they could count on why they go to Jesus, they heard about it. Why did people show up on that hill here for Jesus? Because someone told them about it. People will only begin to show up here when you begin to tell them about it. That's if you are reliable. Because I can tell you right now, there's some people, I don't care how good they say a restaurant, I am not going. Wonder why? Because I tasted they pot. If Chrissy recommends a restaurant, I'm going to it. Why? Because Chrissy gave me some desserts. I'd be like, give me the mess ups. Come on. You know, you, you, you understand what I'm saying? You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, like you, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like I, I had a friend who was from down south, and we started recommending all these soul food places to her, right? You know, from all of us from California, black people's soul food is, is way different than southern people's soul food. Okay, so uh, just to let you know that right now, it's, it's, just, it's just something different about it. You know, like, let's put this way. We, you know, when we were in Virginia, we would go to Rayleigh's, which, you go, does that Rayleigh's here? Oh, that's not Rayleigh's, it's Farm Prep. We would go to Farm Prep, which was kind of like Great Rayleigh's. And they would cook fried chicken, right? And everybody would go to there to get fried chicken. Everybody. It did not matter. Grocery store fried chicken was better than any restaurant anywhere. It, it's just the way that it was. And, and, and there was a particular one 
wasn't even the one in the hood. It was like one that was like in between. It wasn't the rich folks, wasn't the poor folks. It was like right in between. And it was because they had this old black gentleman who just was back there. I don't know what he put in it. I don't know what he put in it. But he would have people and people be like, is it fresh? And they'd be like, yeah, it's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. And people would be like, you remember they would line up. We, I would get off work, and then we'd just go grab a bag of chicken. It didn't matter if we were eating the chicken that day. We just got a bag of chicken. It was like a snack. It was like a snack. You walking around with like a bag of chicken for a snack. Why? So because, and, and, and so let me get back to the point. So I had a friend who, who had moved from North Carolina, and so she started asking us all, right, and, 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 and she said, I've been to this place, been to that place, been to that place. I need you to tell me a place that is good fried chicken, right? And, and I was just like, well, the only other place I know that you haven't been to is, is this place, you know, this place. And she goes, she goes, she tries it, comes back, and she goes, nah, it wasn't up to par. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. We're not really black over here on the West Coast. I'm so sorry. But she, but she cooked me up some fried chicken. She said, you need to come on my house and chase some fried chicken. You know, cooking up some fried chicken. I ate them up, Nate. Nate, I was licking bones. I was But you see, about reliability is only for those that actually are reliable. And so you look at your life, you look at what you're doing. If you are reliable, people will trust what you say. And this is my last point. You're going to come up here so I can get off the stage. It says, don't be turned off by who cares or about who comes. How you deal with those in pain says a lot about you. Are you really walking in healing? When you're walking in healing, someone who is not whole, you can help deal with their issues. You know, that, that's why you know, nobody wants the sick nurse. Let me take your blood. But, but when, when, when you go to work, what, what do you put on? You put on your gloves, right? Put on, put on, put on your mask. And the thing is that many of us, what, 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 we've, what God is basically trying to communicate to us is, is this. He's reliable. But the people that he's asking us to be reliable with are dirty. But yet as Christians... We're in this place in 2019 where, remember, it's all about performing. It's all about come watch me. And so when we're talking about that, we're afraid of a little bit of dirt. But I don't know about you, you, you guys, and I haven't done this in a long, long time. Jesus will tell you, like even right now, she's probably going crazy inside of her mind. And that's because we don't want to be dirty. You know, what did you get spankings for when you were little, uh, 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 Joel? When you came in and you were dirty, you would get spanked. You'd be like, Mom, I'm outside. What, what are you expecting me to get? You know what I'm saying? What, 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 what are you expecting? You know, and then we teach our young boys, you know what I'm saying? Keep your shoes clean. Keep them shoes clean. Clean them, you know, the you know, whole outfit could be messed up. But are your shoes clean? You know, don't, don't step on their shoes. Don't, 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 don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do that. Because what we're doing is we're basically teaching people how to perform. But yet, Christianity is not about performing. Christianity really is not about being clean. Because, see, the problem with that is, is we've gotten so much in a place of performing that those that are hurting have to hide their pain. 
in order just to fit in. That they have to hide all the things that they're doing, that they're going through, so they can put on a smile that is fake. When that's not what the church is about. As church folks, we should be some of the most dirtiest people, not because we're in sin, but because we always have our hands in the mix of what's going on inside of our community. You know, and I don't know if my wife right now is shaking her head because she's telling me not to do what she thinks I'm going to do, or if she really like, but what I want to do is I just want to grab this nice one and throw it on, on my shirt. And some of you guys would be like, oh, why are you doing that? Why are you going to mess up a nice shirt? But yet, there's so many of us, because we want to put on a front about what's going on inside of our lives, we don't understand that God's not waiting for us to be clean. God is just waiting for us to engage with the dirt. dirt. And so you think, oh, when I can stop doing that one thing, then, then I'll start reaching people. When I can stop thinking that thought, then I'll stop doing this and I'll stop doing this. You know, it's kind of like almost like me saying, hey, I'm going to stop. I'm going to start going to the gym the moment I stop going back for second place. See how that don't make no sense? Just go to the gym, Teddy. Just go to the gym. And Jen's just like, yeah, just go to the gym, honey. Go to the gym. Just go. Just engage. You know, it's, I'm going to have one of the young people do, do this. No. Because, no, that, that was the whole point. But I think we need one of the older people to do it, one of the more mature people inside the house. So who's going to come get this? Okay, come on. Come over, Carrie. Carrie, there was $20 inside this thing. If you will get it, you can have it. And whatever you want to do. <laughs> There's $20 in there. Go and sit back down. Fuchsia shirt. Go and sit back down. But wait, right before you start, there's a dollar bill that is sitting right there. You can take the dollar bill and go in and sit down, or you can go dig in here and you can get the $20. Which one will you do? Come on, preach that girl. Preach it. Preach it. Preach it. So, so which, it's up to you. Whatever you, you, you choose to do. Okay, well, that's fine. That's fine. Come on. No? Are, 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 you, are you feeling a little? Okay, there you go. There is twenty dollars. There is. There's twenty dollars in there. There's twenty dollars in there. Okay. All right, go sit down. Go, go, go sit down. You come on, Malachi. Wait. Stop. Wait, wait. Right before, look, wait, wait, look, wait, 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 wait. 
Look at it, and what can you see right on top? Just grab it. Did all the work. I didn't do anything. Go on and sit back down. But do you see how that works? See, many of us, we, we would have backed out at the beginning. You know what? I, 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 just, got, I just don't want to have to engage with that person. I'll just take the dollar. You know, you know what the dollar is in, inside of our lives? Jesus loves you. The Bible says that some plant seeds, some water, some whatever. And instead of actually looking at the real meaning of that, what we do is we just use it as our excuse. I kicked it. I engaged a little bit. And another one of us, you know, we, we did, you know, I, I need that tweet. I want that twin. We dig. We dig. We do all the work. And then we get frustrated because we don't see the fruit that we want to see in the season that we want to see it. And we say, oh, well, you know what? This must not be true. Is there $20 really in there? God, is there really healing in this moment? God, is there really this? Is there really that? Can my marriage really be healed? Can, can, can this really happen? Can I really have breakthrough from, from any addiction inside of my life? And so we run away. We go, okay, well, I'll just settle for the $1. I'll just settle for that one day. I'll just settle for that one experience that I had that one time when I was 15 years old. And instead of saying, God, I'm going after it. And then when the next person comes, we're mad because they experienced the blessing. But what she didn't see, because the moment she picked up that dollar and walked away, the $20 was sticking up out of, this, out of the thing. She had moved up the soil so much that the $20 that was at the bottom moved to the top. And what I believe that what God is trying to tell us is just as Jesus allowed himself to get dirty, We've got to allow ourselves to get dirty. We've got to allow ourselves to be so reliable and so dependable. And I know for some of you guys, this is hard. It's hard because you're looking at your life. You're saying, how can I really be reliable? How can I really experience blessing? How can God really use me? And I'm here to tell you that God can and he wants to. He wants to use you. He wants to move you. From being whatever it is that you are to being the goat, to being reliable, to being dependable. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, let's, let's pray this morning.